Welcome back to our last episode of this series for Ivy Voices, Thinking About Day One, a trauma-informed reopening of schools. To close out our series, we turn to the most critical of voices, a student. With us, we have Shreya Mahasenan. Shreya is a graduate of the Ivy Diploma Program at Hillcrest High School, an Ivy World School in Midvale, Utah in the United States. She is currently a student at McGill University in Montreal, Canada, where she is majoring in anatomy and cell biology and minoring in political science. Her hobbies include ice hockey, playing violin, guitar, and writing. Shreya, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you so much. I um, can't wait to give the student perspective on the pandemic and how to come back to school. Shreya, we've been speaking with experts, school leaders, and thought leaders around the United States and Canada on trauma-informed schooling and teaching as a form of activism and care and lessons learned from schools that have dealt with significant events in the past. And throughout all of this, students have really been at the brunt of this pandemic in so many ways. And so for educators in the field, we often talk about students, but not necessarily with them. So I want to sincerely thank you again for being here and bringing this voice to the forefront. And so from this perspective, what are your insights for us as teachers, principals, school leaders, and listeners around this topic of reopening schools? Well, I think the the number one general insight that I would have to offer and that for me has been confirmed in my discussions with my peers is that I think for us as, as students in the younger generations, school is going to be really representative for us of what the world is going to look like moving forward and moving from COVID-19. School is going to be where we all come back together. It's going to be pretty much the biggest example in our lives of trying to return back to normal. And I think as it is, it was such a big source of stability in our lives that got taken away. That was one of the hardest adjustments to make at the beginning of the pandemic. So in a lot of ways, the way that we approach coming back to school, I think is really going to shape the mentality and the manifestations of what it's going to look like for us coming into the world post-COVID. I couldn't agree more. And when we think about especially student anxiety, what are the main sources for us to consider in supporting our students when we return to school? Because after missing so many months of formal education, I'm assuming students are going to have a lot of different feelings, including a lot of different anxieties as we return. So any insights there? Yeah, I think one of the sources of anxiety that we've all shared is an anxiety about our timelines. I think all of us, or, or at least definitely most of us, are in large part motivated by seeing ourselves progress along this journey that we've envisioned for ourselves. Even if we don't know exactly what our future is going to look like, it's important for us to be able to see ourselves progressing according to the pace and, and direction that we envision for ourselves. And we're seeing these big alterations in our timelines, not just academically, but in a, in a very general sense where we had this unprecedented event happen where this pandemic comes in and essentially puts the entire world on standstill. And all of a sudden we're sitting here and I think it's a general quality that we all have to some extent where we get very restless when something like that happens. And that's only natural because we've gotten conditioned to work at this pace where we're constantly working, we're moving ourselves forward. And suddenly not only has that stopped, but so has any certainty that we might have had about 
what the future is going to look like. So I think the number one source of anxiety that we all need to consider moving forward is how to come from this, having felt like despite this big pause that we've all taken, that it's not going to throw a complete wrench in that timeline that we have for ourselves and that we can move to a place where we can keep moving forward. I couldn't agree more, especially with the sense that we're still learning in this absence, whether we're in a formal educational environment or not. There's a lot of lessons that we're all learning from this and to that point of valuing that learning as we come back to school. I think that's important, especially since I think a lot of the focus is going to be on this notion of catching up. There's going to be this concern that's very sincere and authentic, but could have some negative repercussions if we're focused too much on learning loss for students. Any thoughts on this? Should this be the focus or should we be looking elsewhere? I do think it should be one of the main focuses for sure, because something that's really important to watch for in terms of a source of trauma and, and the stress that, that we felt ever since school went online and then stopped in a lot of senses is that every progressive year of school curriculums are giving us foundational knowledge. And we've come into this pattern of being equipped each year for what's coming next. And when it comes to impacts like material being omitted from curriculums and having to make this very sudden shift to exclusively online learning, it's hard not to feel like we've lost out on really important academic experiences. And of course, when it comes to the benefits of schools, it's beyond just what we're learning in the classroom, but the sense of being in this collaborative learning environment, things like that are hard to replicate when we're forced to move online in such short notice. So I think it's really important for us to come back to school and start working to minimize or mitigate any derailment or delay to our plans and our educational timelines and to feel like we haven't lost out on skills in such a way that we're going to be impacted by it in the future. That being said, we don't want to just focus on learning loss. And so I think the balancing factor there is to focus on our mental state and our well-being in terms of seeing this less as something that was lost and more of an opportunity to expand our perspective and see some potential for how to adapt to a changing world. And so in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, we also experienced the tragic killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and too many others. And while also watching unity around anti-racism work around the United States, there's still a lot of collective mourning for what we've witnessed. And in your opinion, how should schools address these events when we reopen? I think it's important to keep in mind that for a lot of young people and for students, school is our greatest form of exposure. We come to school and ideally we're, we're surrounded by students who are coming from such different backgrounds, coming from diverse experiences. And part of finding this unity around anti-racism and finding this unity in the face of these global challenges is understanding that before we can get to a point of unity, we do need to understand the individuality of experiences and to understand that these common challenges manifest very differently in different people's lives. And so school is in a lot of ways a safe space for students. It's their home away from home. But it's important for us to understand this obligation that we all have to use school as a way to rethink our perspectives. I think for one, when it comes to things like history classes, we're, we're sometimes guilty of separating the past from the present too much. And I think with these events, there's an opportunity 
for us to to rethink that perspective in particular and to, to understand that, especially for us as the younger generation, we're inheriting this legacy of what's happened before us. But change didn't stop. And with these fights in the past, it didn't stop in the 1960s. It's still very much relevant. And coming together, once again, embracing that diverse student population that we're going to find in our respective schools and finding unity in each of us understanding each other. It's a way that we can evolve our mental state that I think schools can really help with. I could not agree more. And to that point, if we had the opportunity to reimagine schools, and I really appreciate how you frame schools as a place to rethink our perspectives and unity and understanding those perspectives, if we were able to reimagine schools after we reopen and hopefully after COVID-19, how would you reimagine schools to be? I think that what I would expect to see is a more holistic approach to what education means and the role it plays in students' lives. I've always seen IB as something of a trailblazer uh, in, in that sense and, and seeing education as more than just giving us the academic skills that we need to join the workforce, for example, but also how to be better citizens of the world. But I think that's something that we're going to see on a much bigger scale. I think with events like pandemics and, and big changes like that, we see this hard and fast change that seems to come out of nowhere. But I think a lot of times that hard and fast change is, is in reality, it's just accelerated manifestation of this organic growth that was already happening. So I think as it is, as I've grown up, and a lot of my peers have noticed this too, We've seen education evolve for sure, whether that means online learning has been taking more of a role in, in how we learn or whether that means that instead of just learning, you know, math or, or English or science in school, but also learning ethics, learning how to understand each other, how to broaden our perspectives on the world. That's something that I think will be even more true following COVID. And I also think that we're going to see more of a focus on students' well-being. I think part of equipping us for going out in the real world and giving us the tools that we need goes beyond, again, just the academic skills and also comes to learning how to manage your mental state and to come out of tough experiences like this, being able to grow and come out of it stronger. That's something that school is going to have a major role in doing for students and giving us everything that we need to be the next leaders of the world and to be the people who are going to take this post-COVID world and keep it moving forward. So I see it being different in a lot of ways, but to me, I think the most general way to describe that is that it's going to expand what education means both for students and for our teachers and, and for schools in general. And so you have the closing word in this series around how to think about day one and how we can have more trauma-informed, more safer spaces for all of our students around the world. So in all of this, essentially two pandemics, in thinking about the logistics and hopefully trauma-informed reopening of schools, what wisdom and perspective can you share with us in all of the schools, whether they be IB, non-IB, what wisdom and perspective could you share with us around the world? I think that part of this is a collaborative effort between teachers and principals and schools and students, which is seeing school as this big source of stability in students' lives. But also for a lot of us, it is our key ticket to the world. Before we actually take that big step into the real world, this is how we prepare. And preparing is going to mean more than just getting ready to pass tests or getting ready to get degrees or go out in the workforce. But it's going to mean 
embracing this very critical juncture in time that we're living in, because we're living at this point in time where there's a lot of evolutions and change in the global dynamic. As you said, it's it's almost as if there's there's multiple pandemics that, that are happening right now and, and not just COVID. And we're living in this time where technology is improving and it's continuing to alter the way we live our lives at this breakneck speed. We're witnessing this tension between the past and present, and we're seeing some really historical changes in the global consciousness. And for us as students, it's it's come to represent an apex in the collective paradigm shift. And COVID, I think, rather than creating a lot of these issues or these changes in awareness, it's, I think it's just shined a spotlight on it. So I think for all of us, we're going to come to see school as truly this very big player and in, in shaping shaping our perspectives and preparing us to inherit that world. And moving forward, I think it's more important than ever to embrace attention to words and discussions about things like well-being and how to approach persistent issues in the globe, how to see unity in our differences, things like that. They're no longer just discussions to be had at home. And I think it's going to be really important to, to do exactly what we're doing here, which is to have this conglomeration of perspectives and together understand how we can get through this transition in the world together. Shreya, we wish you the very best in your academic journey. And I know I can speak collectively when I can say we look forward to see how you're going to be impacting this world. And I want to sincerely thank you for joining Ivy Voices today. Thank you so much. I would like to thank our many contributors to this series on a trauma-informed reopening of schools. Dr. Kathleen Minky, Dr. Eric Rossen, Jamila Pitts, Laura Vandernut Lipsky, David Weiss, Brandy Herbert, John Ray, and Shreya Mahasenan. Personally, I learned a great deal from these guests, and more than anything, I hope you, our listeners, heard one, if not multiple things that you can take back to your classroom, school, or district to better support your students around the world. This crisis and these pandemics are an opportunity for all of us to look deep within ourselves, examine our biases and prejudices, evaluate our curriculums and schools, and ask, is this loving and understanding to what we all just endured, but understanding that we all endured it differently? Is this truly inclusive to the point where all of our students see their histories and themselves represented in our schools and classrooms? Is this teaching me, my teachers, and my students to cross lines of difference to a point of true intercultural understanding, respect, and justice? And are we using education to truly make a better world? With that, we hope you return to IB Voices in the future as we aim to continue to bring you best practices, real research, and real voice to this field that we also deeply love. Be safe, be well, and thank you for listening.